Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Mark Henry and I talk about the big news coming out of the WWE, and that is the departure of Cesaro. What's next for him? Mark and I talk about it also. Speaking of talking, we have an amazing conversation with Keith Lee of AEW. Really eye-opening. It's a must-listen right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Do, 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 do. News broke yesterday, Mark, that Cesaro, and I find this very, very interesting, has parted ways with the WWE after... Contract negotiations stalled, so as of right now, Cesaro no longer a part of the WWE. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, he's a a, a forty one year old guy that has really been underutilized over the last ten years. Even with the bar, they didn't write that shit. Him and Sheamus did that. Mm-hmm. No writer can take credit for the bar. Who? Name, name one. I ain't none of them understand none of the shit that they brought to the table. None of those writers hang out in bars. <laughs> <laughs> none of those writers been in fights that that do the things and talk about the things that uh, that 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 they were able to do. I, I mean, for a better part of maybe the. Um, six years ago, seven years ago, I remember when they really started together, and it was it was watching two guys that wanted to be on TV. They weren't being used individually at the time, and they randomly, like they do, put guys together for a tag team. Mm-hmm. And that shit stuck to the wall because it was good, good, real good. And Sheamus, so yep, and Cesaro should have been tag champs about five times because they were that good. But that's not what happened. Well, I think Mark with the tag team uh, division in the WWE, they don't really put a lot of stock in the tag team division in the WWE. Um, 
You know, and there was a lot of success with Cesaro and Sheamus. I completely agree. I think we saw the best of Cesaro for sure during that time period with the bar. Um, and really the way that they used Sheamus after the bar broke up, why not keep them together and just, like you said, have them dominate as a tag team instead of breaking them apart? Because you really broke them apart for no reason. Now, we've seen glimmers of Cesaro's greatness. And I think anybody that's watched Cesaro would say he's a great wrestler. Now, he joined, he joined the WWE 11 years ago. So that's a, over a decade Cesaro has been with the WWE. And in that time, he was the United States champion. He was a Raw tag team champion. He was a SmackDown tag team champion. And really won basic, the Andre Battle Royal. Won the Andre Battle Royal. I mean, but that's it. Like, the, the, he was never a WWE champion, a world champion, uh, you know. He was never really on that main event level. He sniffed it as a challenger, but he was never a part of that main event scene. And if he did, it wasn't for a long period of time. I really do think, when you look at the world of the WWE, hell, the world of pro wrestling, there's not a lot of names that you could throw out over Cesaro as the most underutilized wrestler over the last 10 years. Listen, I, I know 10 people that would have gladly went to the ring and done the best for him to be the guy. I guarantee you, going through my mind right now, I, I mean minimally 10, mm-hmm. probably more closer to 20 guys that have been like, Oh shit, we're gonna get a run with Cesaro? Hell yeah. I'm I sign up for it twice on Saturday. And I think the fans would have loved it. He he we talked about him doing things that were World Strongest Man esque. Oh yeah. I watched that guy stand on the bottom rope reach outside the ring and pick Sheamus up, who's 260, 270 pounds, vertical suplex him, standing on the bottom rope. The rope moves. The, ropes, the rope is moving like this. To, to, get, to generate that kind of power on a moving surface? His core has to be unbelievably strong. Not to mention, you see him in the gym. He doesn't look like a guy that can bench 400 pounds. He can bench 400 pounds. The the guy is built different. He's wiry. I mean, I don't know how to phrase it. He is not how he looks. Mm-hmm. which would have been the hook for me. If I wanted to get him over, I would have talked about how different he was. I would have did a biomechanical science uh, like story on why he is the way he is. I would have made everybody know Cesaro is different. He is the future of pro wrestling. He's the future of what an athlete is supposed to be like. The ultra athlete. Like anything. You could have done anything. 
I would have done everything but make him a damn cyborg, Dave. <laughs> I would have done it all. And you would have had a monster on your hands. But it never happened. Well, I, I think it never happened. And, and I forget what year it was. But Vince McMahon was on Stone Cold's uh, podcast. And they and Stone Cold mentioned Cesaro. And basically, Vince McMahon said he didn't feel like he had it. And maybe we could get that quote, the exact quote at some point. But, you know, he just never felt that Cesaro had that it factor. Do you agree or disagree with what Vince no, McMahon said? No, that's bullshit. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not true. He does have it. You know what Cesaro doesn't have? He doesn't have the asshole in him. Dave... Fortunate enough and unfortunately enough, I had some asshole in me. I made some mistakes. I said some stuff I shouldn't have said. I done some things I shouldn't have done. Cesaro never did it. He never said it. He was never the squeaky wheel. He never said, you know what, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, I'm not doing it. Get somebody else to do that. If he can whoop my ass, then I'll do it. So he was, I mean, maybe for the last. It's not of a, a question of too nice. Okay. I, I know what you was finna say. Yeah. It's not a question that he's too nice. He is a nice guy. He's a respectable guy. He's a ultrally intelligent guy. He's not an asshole. And there's a value to guys Mm -hmm. that are tough enough to walk up to the boss and walk up to any other wrestler and say, look, man, I'm not doing that. Like, he can't whoop me. Nobody in this building believes he can whoop me. The only reason that I would do that is because y'all are paying me. And you have to fucking pay me more money for him to do it. No, I'm not doing it. Cesaro never did that. And you would think that that's being a, a good employee. A good soldier. Yeah. And he was a great soldier. And he paying a penalty for being a great soldier. In Cesaro's next life, wherever he lands, the real Cesaro needs to come out. I'd love to sit and talk to him. I'd love to just sit down and have a face-to-face and just tell him about himself, the good and the bad, because I like him like that. And I know he would listen to me because he likes me. Like, we really get along well. And, like, I'm hurt a little bit. Now that we're here where he he doesn't work for them no more. So um, I, I actually reached out to him. He said, man, I want to talk to you. And I hope that, you know, he, he responds to me and says, you know, man, I'm, I'm up to listen to whatever, which is usually how he is. Or he could tell me, Mark, go to hell. Like, <laughs> I don't think he'll do that, Mark. But you know I, I what? I got this. I, I don't know. But whatever happens, I've extended the branch of communication. Wow. I mean, I listen, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be extending that branch because I think he's a talent. Now, just for, you know, for good, bad, negative, positive, indifferent or whatever, Mark, you know, I think Vince McMahon didn't see that or see it 
in Cesaro. Now I mentioned that he was on. And there's Stone no Cold's fault of his. No, it, but you know who is the fault of though? Who? Everybody that works for him. It's their job to say, Vince, I, you got. To, we got to do this. Like the dude is awesome. Like he needs this, and we can do this, and 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 it's their job to sell him. Vince used to told me before. There was stuff that I wanted to do. And he was like, write it up. And then you write it up and you go in and you hand it to him. And he said, all right, sell it. And now you got to sit there and convince him. If you can convince Vince, if you can sell him on it, shit going to work. Well, because, and, go ahead. No, and, and, and that's why it's interesting to me. Because I, I mentioned about, uh, Vince McMahon being on Stone Cold's podcast, Stone Cold asking him about Cesaro. This was over five years ago. So I just want to read the quote from Vince McMahon. Again, this is going back to 2014, 2015. So this is going back a while when uh, this interview happened. Okay? So this is what Vince McMahon said about Cesaro. He said, he's not connecting yet, and we hope he will. He doesn't quite have the charisma. He doesn't quite have the verbal skills as well. And maybe because he's Swiss, I don't know, in terms of the European style. But those are the big things that he's lacking. The audience needs to care about you. They need to be able to feel your presence. You need to be able to project that. He's an extraordinary physical talent. Extraordinary. But at the moment, and hopefully he'll get it, he lacks it. So that's what he said back six, seven years ago. Now, since then, you had the bar. I thought you saw a different side of Cesaro. When he was with Sheamus, I thought you. I think you saw that charisma. You saw that entertainer. You got to get uh, get a taste of his sense of humor. I thought he was good on the mic. He was a great character. So you saw all those things that Vince McMahon said to Stone Cold that was lacking about Cesaro. But still, Mark, they never really used Cesaro the right way. So I don't think that's the fault on Cesaro. And I'm not saying it's the fault of Vince McMahon. But like you said, there are people in place that are supposed to use those positives and put that on your television screen each and every week. I'm I'm not saying that Vince was wrong. I'm saying that Vince has his job of running the company and then he has his lieutenants that are supposed to sell, sell, sell. And they did not sell Cesaro properly. He was not represented. He did not have the proper legal counsel in the boardroom to sell him in a way that half of the battle is getting all the people in the locker room on board. Dave, there ain't there ain't many guys in that locker room that would have said, "Nah, nah, I can't. Not to him. No, no." Everybody respected him. They respected his work. His promos were good. They evolved. And him being Swiss, I don't think, played a factor into it. I think that Fit Finley was Fit Finley because he was a tough-ass dude. Yeah. And Cesaro is not known as – a brawler, a tough guy. 
He's a great pro wrestler. And the whole thing about breaking a few eggs and making an omelet is true. There's a, you know, like, um, you, you, want, you want to respect, women want a respectable man. But women also want a man that, if it came down to it, they could stand up to anybody for them. Big turn on to be able to stand there and say, look, man, um, can you not cuss so much at the table next to me? My, my woman is here. Respect us, please. Oh, the water juices are flowing, Dave. <laughs> hey, you're in, a, you're in a good spot. And Cesaro never got the opportunity, I think. And this is my opinion. This is, there's no fact to this. This is yeah. just how I feel about wrestlers. To, to, to be able to go through a division of wrestlers and say, look, man, like, I love wrestling. I, I, I love the fact that we get to compete. But I will whoop you right here in front of everybody if you ever look at me like that again because I know what that look is. That's a look of disrespect, a look of you, you doubt me as a man. We didn't get that from Cesaro. Never. Not once. And why? Because I don't think that all writers can put a finger on that. It takes a man to put a finger on that. Everybody's not designed, Dave, to be on the front line of the war. There's guys that fuel the planes. There's guys that, um, that, that do the logistics. There's guys that work in the office relaying messages, that do all the technical work, the satellite equipment, the, all of the brains. The, but you need a guy that's willing to hold a gun. You need a guy that's willing to hold a sword if he has to. You need a guy that's willing to use his hands to destroy the enemy. Cesaro never got to be the guy on the front line. He never got to be the guy on the front line. Thus, the fans didn't get to see, oh my God, he will kick your ass. They never got to see that side of him. The next trip that he makes in the ring needs to be some stone cold ass kicking Cesaro. And when we get that, he'll be the biggest guy in the game. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. DJ Kennedy, five-time TBT winner. I, I honestly think that overseas elite team could have handled themselves in the G League. I mean, I won a G League championship, so I know that we had high IQ. We had a great feel for the game. We had everything we needed, so for sure. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's bring him in now, Mark. And it's been a while since we've had him on, and that is Keith Lee. Keith, good morning to you. Thanks for the time. Greetings, good morning, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Though I'd be careful with the newest edition because technically that's now Buddy Matthews. I well, every every week there's a newest edition. <laughs> one of the how about one of the newest additions to AEW, Keith Lee and Keith. <laughs> what I mean, and it's 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 crazy how fast the world of pro wrestling moves. Like, you know, Mark and I were just talking about, well, you just forget about like the last few, like the last year, how much it, 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 like, how have you been able to adjust to all the changes for you personally, you know, in your personal life? And by the way, congratulations. And in your professional life. Um, the reality is it's not an easy thing to adjust to, as I'm sure some of you can attest to, but. Um, at the end of the day, I think that a little bit of perseverance, a little bit of determination, and uh, willpower, that's something I consider to be very important. Uh, mental fortitude um, helps and goes a very long way when there's a lot of changes or adjustments, or in my case, um, right before actually debuting and right before the wedding, uh, it was like three deaths in my family, like within a month span. So there's a lot that goes on in our worlds that a lot of people don't know about. And if you have some semblance of mental fortitude, it helps a lot. Man, you talked about your mental health and, and having that, that, that mental fortitude to be able to handle whatever comes. Um, not to go into a dark place, but... Um, 
when things were not going the best, um, did you already have a sense of I have a plan for what the future is or were you just like blown away like a lot of other people? Um, I don't think that I ever had like a plan. I wasn't prepared. I didn't expect uh, the very sudden change because as much as a lot of people didn't like what I was doing at the time in terms of fandom, the every meeting in the back and to my face was very positive. So uh, it would have been extremely hard to predict any changes going on in my life that, that were of the magnitude that did happen. Uh, I think that when it happened, I was extremely calm. And I don't think that it was because I had any sort of plan. I think it was more so that I have a lot of confidence. And even with sudden changes occurring and things of that sort, I was confident that one way or another, I would I would figure out what I needed to do to move forward and continue doing what I love to do. Awesome. You know, uh, Keith, and, and first and foremost, I'm so sorry for the losses that you've had to go through recently. And, you know, you. We, we spoke to you after, uh, you know, Tim Brooks passed. And I guess, you know, when you deal with loss, and we, we all deal with it, but especially right now where you're dealing with loss, but then there's new beginnings. You're married and, you, and, you, and there's a change uh, where you're working. How much does your own personal happiness kind of trigger what you're going to do next? When you deal with loss I'm, I'm, and, you, and you know that life is short, you know, how much is it about your true personal happiness when you make your decisions now? So I don't know. <clears throat> Obviously, that's something that's a very individualistic question. And I think in my personal stance, I tend to be a person who likes to take care of business regardless of what's going on. And yes, it becomes extremely difficult at times. And sometimes it affects my personal life. But when it comes to business, I've very much always been a face forward and forward march. Like I have to keep going. I have to walk through this Good regardless story. of what pain is there. Yeah. I, I like, like Mark said you, that sometimes that's how you can deal with it too, is by just dealing on what's going on on a business level. Let's talk about business now being a part of AEW. When you look at this roster and you look at the opportunities as a professional wrestler, and I guess I can call you that now, right? It doesn't have to be superstar. It could be a professional wrestler. When you when you look at this roster and the opportunities in front of you, how excited are you? Uh, I think that I'm when it comes to because there's a lot of people here I am not familiar with at all. So the prospect of meeting and battling new people or people that I don't know or I've never met is always exciting for me. Uh, it was the same way on the Indies uh, when I would go to a different country or something to that effect. And I would have to do battle with, you know, that country's guy. Uh, that was always something that very much excited me. So you could say that in this situation, clearly uh, excitement is through the roof and uh, there's a lot of potential for different battles and things of that sort. So I'm, it's something I'm very much looking forward to. 
What what's what's the most exciting thing that you you feel like looking going forward uh you're going to face? Is there a certain talent? Is there a certain title? Is there a um um you know, a time where you want to come work in the community and you want to hang out with me. Like, what is it? What's, what are you excited about? <laughs> you see how I threw that plug uh, in mean, that day? I'm always excited yep. to, to work in the community, man. Like, it's something that I place a lot of value in. It's always uplifting others. So that's always an exciting prospect. In terms of wrestling itself, there's so many people I've not fought before that I've shared locker rooms with and... um then there are people that, you know, I've never met and never shared a locker room with. And all of that is exciting to me. And I think it's hard to say, but that first debut was something that was almost overwhelming because there was a certain amount of freedom that came with it and also a reality that regardless of things going on, I'm truly back and available to do what I enjoy. And the reality is we can say that, you know, I'm now a professional wrestler, but the reality is I've always been a professional wrestler. I I was never some chosen guy to, to go and do another. I've always earned my way in any organization I've ever been a part of. And that is probably the most exciting prospect for me is earning my way to an AEW world championship because and you really don't have to pick one key. Like, I mean, you know, I, I there's a litany of, uh, of things that you can, you know, look forward to. I, I look forward to eventually getting you back in Texas and we're going to be in Austin. We're going to be in San Antonio. We're going to be in Dallas like real yeah. soon. And there's nothing I, I in my career, I, I from Madison Square Garden to Milan to working in the bullfighting arenas in Spain, there was nothing that felt more satisfying than getting in the ring in front of my folks and, and my my Texas people. Like when I was in Austin or if I was in Houston or Dallas, San Antonio, man, I I just felt like Superman, like in at home. <laughs> Are you looking? For, I mean, that's that's the one that I would pick. But you know, it, it's it's so many things that you can pick, or just pick them all. So I, I do pick them all. I think that you know my last foray and, and and the return to Dallas was such a weird experience for me, and not because of the fans. So the fans are always fantastic. As a matter of fact, when I when I debuted for AEW, I had forgotten what it was like to hear them when they recognize it's me. And the those are the moments that I look forward to, is, is the excitement of the people and what it brings. And, and just like you said, being in your home state is something very special. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to all those returns. I'm looking forward to the new battles. I'm looking forward to op- opportunities um, and, and earning my way through things. And I'm looking forward to... to rebuilding a brand i don't feel like it's broken or 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 busted no pun intended uh i think that i feel like it was somewhat marred and kind of putting that stamp down in very dark bold ink of this is who keith lee is and 
that's also a very exciting prospect for me. You know, wow. Keith, you, you mentioned that there's a lot of faces that you haven't had the opportunity to work with with AEW, but, you know, Mark and I were talking about it before, you know, the, the Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT. A lot of those faces from NXT are now a part of AEW. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, so you, you know, how how fascinating is that? How interesting is it that something that was like a world just a year ago have now collided in that AEW uh, locker room right now. It's uh, it's very strange. Matter of fact, uh, this is actually a conversation I had with Tony. Uh, the the strangeness of doing battle against each other and and you know myself and Adam Cole being some of the the people that he was most worried about going against and. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know, some during the season, illegal trade was made. And, and now <laughs> we've joined the other side. And it's, it's, yeah, I think it's exciting. It adds something different and kind of shows, you know, what you said earlier about this world moving so quickly. And sometimes I think wrestling moves too, too quickly. But yeah. I think that in this circumstance, it's, I really feel like it's very likely for the best. And that's something I'm excited for as well. Uh, whether they're revisiting things from those times or, or creating something brand new, which is what I tend to enjoy doing. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. You know, I, I think probably, and, and I guess this is life as well for everyone. When you leave one place and go to another, there's going to be the good times. There's going to be the bad times that you reflect and you look back on. What was what was one positive and one negative thing, you know, leaving the world of the WWE? Um, man, there was there's a lot of positives, to be honest. Um, a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that I met there that are so ultra supportive even now and have had such touching words. And I don't, I don't really want to mention names. Just there's a lot of petty stuff that happens in this industry. So I'd rather, you know, uh, avoid any consequences that could potentially be a thing for them, but they they know who they are and they know, you know, we chat and, and we keep up with each other and check in and all those things and, and try to help each other out in whatever way we can. But there's a few guys there that I never would have expected, but are so, so cool and supportive, man. And, and to me, work is work is a thing. Like, I enjoy the fights and all that, but that camaraderie, that brotherhood, that... Uh, the bonds that are made, those are something that are rather special because I don't feel like you can have a lot of that because there's so many people that are just out for themselves and so many people that are trying to live this cutthroat lifestyle in this industry. But there are a few, as we call them, good brothers out there that I really appreciate and and they are the good times at the end of the day. Um, I don't necessarily think there's the, the worst time was when I had to be out for six months, you know, doing the the dance with, with lady death and all that stuff. But that was really the only thing that really, I felt like really drained me and, and, and 
had some sort of impact on my on my mental fortitude and, and kind of wore me down a lot. But not enough to where I didn't fight back. <laughs> Always kick out, brother. That's they say. <laughs> kick out. Well, I mean, you you talked about the dance with Lady Death, like um, just so everybody knows, how are you in your recovery, dude? I'm I'm so happy to to be able to train at you know what is my capacity right now. I don't think that I've reached my my where where I was necessarily, and and after chatting with a few doctors, they say it's something that takes. You know, it could take 18 months, uh, depending on circumstances. And I know people that have stopped wrestling and, and it's taken them longer. But in terms of what I'm capable of, I think that the difference is Mount Everest. Um, because when I went through all that and I had to stop training, and let's, let's face it, I, at my size, my body is very used to training. And when... I had to stop everything outside of a, a little walk. That's not really enough for what my body's used to as an athlete. And coming back and trying to get back into everything that I, I wanted to in that initial return time was brutal. I, I mean, I couldn't run a mile and without like having to stop and, and walk or whatever it may be. So that that initial return time was was very rough and kind of scary still. Um, but as I pushed and I pushed and I and I got back into things I love, such as like uh, kind of sprints and box jumps and, and mixed martial arts and things of that sort, that really helped push things along. And now I feel so much better and. Now I have a schedule where I can train properly. I'm not traveling five or six days a week and trying to hunt down gyms and all that stuff. Now I can come home and, and have a, a schedule and a gym, and it's 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 really nice. So yeah, to say the least, I am I am so good right now. And can I be better? Absolutely, and I will be. But for now, the progress is rather astounding compared to. Uh, statistics we'll call it that love awesome. it love it uh next weekend aew revolution on pay-per-view uh saturday i mean i'm sorry sunday march 6th uh you're a part of a big matchup for a future aew tnt championship opportunity uh we don't know all the participants yet but we know you're going to be a part of it wardlow powerhouse hobbs ricky starks uh, what do you think of these guys, number one, and this opportunity that you're going to be in next weekend? Uh, so this is this is uh, very interesting for me to admit uh, publicly. But so February made 18 years in this industry for me. Wow. And in all of that time, I have never had a ladder match. So needless to say, I am rather excited. And, uh, you know, slightly nervous, but I think it's such a cool prospect to have all these different bodies. And so far, three of them are very large bodies. <sighs> the destruction, the story, the things that can be told. And, and it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I think as a, as a real introduction to who I am, to have that first pay-per-view be this is, yeah, it's tantalizing, man. So 
it's something I'm very much looking forward to. That's awesome. And uh, Mark, should I mention to Keith what one of our callers said earlier on in the show about you? Oh, yeah. That's, you can be feel free. Because uh, we had a caller call in and saying that Mark Henry should start his own stable of AEW and that you should be the star of that. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for a manager, Keith, you know, Mark Henry seems all about it. Just saying. Well, listen, it's something that Mark and I talked about years ago. Um, maybe, I think I was still in NXT at that time, and he knows I'm open mm-hmm. to that. Uh, especially since uh, in that particular place, most people had an issue with the way that I speak and, and my demeanor and how I speak and my cadence. And uh, I don't I don't know what it is about maybe my voice or maybe it's my vocal tone, whatever it may be, was a bit of an issue there. So, you know, if that ever becomes an issue, I'm sure that Mark would, could take the reins and, you know the guy. The guy he's very versatile with his with his microphone skills. So I'm open to that. <laughs> I I love the cadence, man. I love the the delivery. A lot of people underestimate what's said, and it's very easy when you walk through the ropes because you can let emotion take over. But backstage, True. you need to have a plan. You need to be very di- distinct and and who you're talking about, and you don't have a problem. I mean, that, there's some folks that have that have had problems that I felt like, okay, I could be beneficial to that person. But I want to, I'm, as a fan, like, I want to hear you talk. Like, I, I, I have a sense of uh, whenever you're on the mic, it's like uh, the person that talks really fast, like I'm going to do this. Like sometimes I lose that, but yep. you have a balance of, that makes you go lean in and go, "Oh, here it come!" Like you waiting on the the, the punchline. You waiting on the delivery. You 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 don't. I don't feel like that. Uh, that something is to be desired. I I I, I enjoy the the seriousness in which you deliver your um, whatever you're saying. So, I mean, I don't really consider everything you say a promo. If I'm trying to sell something, it's a promo. If I'm trying to let you know how I feel, I'm just telling you what the deal is and how I feel. And you get that. You do that as good as anybody. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I really do. Because a lot of that is what I feel like. While it is my natural choice of diction and, and, and the way that I speak is very natural. I also feel like it's kind of by design. I, the way that I speak is, is designed in order to make sure that people pay attention because if they don't, they're going to miss something important. And I, and I try to keep it that way. Keith, thank you so much. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you, gents. Thanks for having me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.